This podcast is a feature segment pulled right from the full Green Divas radio show. Enjoy. fabulous conversation with this woman before we turn on the mics. I am such an admirer of her work, which has been a life's work. Sally Ranny is among many, many things. She's the co-founder of WeCan, which is Women's Earth and Climate Action Network. That's where I met her in that capacity recently at a UN event. She's the president of the American Renewable Energy Institute. I see UN, and I don't have – I can't even read my own handwriting. There are a million things. She's on the board of international investment. Okay, can't read my handwriting. This is getting embarrassing. Um, (laughs) But I know she works for conservation, sustainability, climate action, endangered species – The list goes on, and she has worked with three presidents. If you go on her website, Sally Ranney, R-A-N-N-E-Y, dot com, I think. Right, Sally? Yes, that's right. If you go on there, you're going to see, like, pictures of her sitting with Jimmy Carter and and, and Mikhail Gorbachev. She has had an enormous impact on making change already through public and private sectors. So I could go on for hours, and and I'm going to encourage you to go learn more about her and be inspired yourself. But I want to talk to Sally. Hi, Sally. Hi. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate your time because you're clearly an extremely busy woman, you know, um, single-handedly saving (laughs) – not single-handedly. Not single-handedly, no, never, ever. (laughs) But it sure seems like it, and and it's very inspiring. So one of the things that that really got my attention at the weekend event in your opening comments, you talked about consumerism and why we really need to pay attention to where – our money, you know, what we're purchasing and where it comes from and, and who made it and what is the consequence and the impact. And so I thought going into this holiday season of consumer craziness, to put it mildly, I, I wanted to talk to you about this. So, you know, tell us what what moves you about this topic. Well, what moves me really about this topic is um, – is because it's it's the elephant in the room, particularly for developed countries. Yeah. Not so much for developing countries, but for developed countries. And uh, consumerism directly translates to carbon emissions and ocean acidification, CO2 in the atmosphere, and... Everything that we choose, everything that we buy, everything that we say we want and go pursue that in the market has an impact. Right, right. It has, and it has a deep impact. And we think that when we walk into uh, a store and we buy, you talk about the the uh, holidays coming up, and we think of things that we want to buy for our loved ones, our friends, our employees, etc. We walk into a store, we have our list, 
we go grab everything, we put it on the counter, and we think that that transaction is between, it's between me and the clerk. Right. Wrong. Right. There is a whole series of impacts that are associated with every single thing that you bought. Yeah, yeah. And we don't ask ourselves that question before we buy it. One of the things that I was saying at the, at the forum at the UN uh, where we met is, is that if you, if you can't answer certain questions about a product you're buying, stop shopping. Right. Where did the natural resources come from? Yeah. What was the labor that produced that? How many rivers or any rivers polluted Mm -hmm. by the toxins associated with producing that product. How is it recyclable? If it's not recyclable, then what happens to it? Does it go to landfill? Is it made of plastic that's not biodegradable and it goes into the ocean? Right, right. What is the end result of what you buy? Now, there's statistics out there that... uh, 65 to 75% of what Americans buy at holiday seasons end up within five years in a landfill. Wow, that's stunning. That is crazy. And it's, it's pop- crazy. How much of that is plastic is all I want to know because, yeah, you know, some of it's packaging and a lot of it's just plastic. Oh, there's, the overpackaging uh, is, is, is outrageous. Overpackaging on on everything, <sighs> and particularly cosmetics for women. Yes, yes. Buying into the fashion, the fashionista, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mentality where you have to have this and that every season. It's absolutely crazy, and we buy into it because there is four hundred and fifty-eight billion dollars spent in this country alone annually on selling us, uh, advertising that's selling us all that stuff. Right, so, yes. So we are constantly plummeted with, uh, and it also has to do with psychology and imaging, mm-hmm. particularly for women. You know, in, in the developed world, uh, women have 80% of the purchasing power. Right. They're the ones who pay the utility bills. They're the ones who buy the clothes and the food for their kids. They're the ones that go with their husbands and usually are the ones that say, "This is the, believe it or not, this is the car we need for the family. Yeah. Not the little sports car you want. We have three <laughs> kids. You know, we need this. Yes. Uh, so 80% of furnishings for the home, uh, all, I mean, the list goes on and on, are made by women. So women are the ones. There is tremendous political power. And moving the market, women have that power to do that if they educate themselves, if they wake up, and if they stand their ground and say, I am not going to buy this unless it's truly sustainable. Women go into furniture stores and want a hardwood coffee table. Right. And they don't even ask, well, what forest had to be felled so that I could have a hardwood coffee table? Yeah. Yeah, in my yeah. living room. Actually, it is insane. I, I just did an interesting segment uh, with a woman named Rachel Winokur. I it was all about fair trade rugs, and I had really no idea. And I, you know, I mean, I'm fairly aware. I, I do this every day, and I just really never thought about 
who's making my rug and where it's coming from because apparently it's it's often you know small children that are overseas exactly. that should not be doing this work. Uh, it's toxic. It's dangerous, and they're not doing other healthy things. Children should be doing. So right, it's, like it's exactly right. Every and, you know, day, it, the fashion industry. So uh, many, uh, both designer and non-designer clothes are made in Asia and in China because of the dyes they use. They say the rivers run the color of the season. Yes, yes. And I've seen images that are just really disturbing. (laughs) Yeah, very, very disturbing. So there's one thing that I have been investigating, and I know there others are too, is uh, sustainability labeling for products. And actually, large corporations could leverage themselves through their consumers to implement this without even having to go to regulations at a national level or international level, is to really look at what is the, what is the whole life cycle yes. of that particular product that they're producing, yeah. and then as a consumer... The questions that I just put forward would be answered in that labeling, and there would be a stamp yes. similar to uh, the, for, the Sustainability Forest Council for right. sustainable wood products. Uh, the same would, could apply to, to other products. And, and it sounds like an overwhelming job to do that, but it really, it really isn't. Because every company that makes a product knows and can dig deep into their supply chain and find out where their raw materials are coming from and what the impacts are. It's about transparency, and if they aren't, if they don't want us to know where their products are coming from, then they got to clean it up. Exactly. (laughs) Now, here's an example. Uh, I used to serve on the board of the Natural Step many years ago. And uh, this was developed by an oncologist, uh, Carl Hendrik Robert, who uh, was in Scandinavia in Sweden, and he saw all these cancers coming forward in children and became very frustrated because he could not find source, sources for these cancers, and he right. said it has to be toxins yeah. in the environment. So he brought together about... 75 scientists from around the world, and he said, he said, what, we, what I really want to know is what is required, what are the systems conditions required to honor on planet Earth in order to be sustainable, right. in order to maintain a living planet? Mm. And it took them about 10 years. I mean, it's like you know, instead of writing a 20-page letter, you have to write a postcard. So you distill <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. And they distilled it down to four systems conditions. And actually, they're, it's common sense right. at the end of the day. Right. You cannot mine a resource beyond its capability to reproduce to its original numbers. Mm. So you can't mine a fishery. Right. Right. You know, beyond, you can't take more trees from a forest that cannot regenerate in the original biodiversity. This is not about planting trees in yeah. tree farms. Right, right, right. 
which people mistake if they don't know uh, ecology and biology and uh, conservation biology. They think, well, we, planting trees in rows is going right. to solve the problem, but it right. doesn't because no. you've lost the biodiversity. So, so that you know, in that scenario, that's that's what that means. The second one is one species waste is another species food. Right. In other words, it's a full life cycle. Right. Nothing is wasted. Everything is used. And it's what, um, it's what we call now cradle to cradle. Right, right. And you talked about carpets. Well, there was a company called Interface, uh, founded by Ray Anderson, mm. fantastic pioneer in corporate sustainability. And it was a carpet company. And they started the carpets that come in squares yes. that you can, you know put down in uh, many different spaces, and, and he, when those carpet squares wore out, he took them back. Yeah, I love They had that. a contract. Yeah. You buy, but you have to give it back when you want new carpet or you're, you know, it's, it's worn out and you want it back. So he actually was doing cradle to cradle, and he would recycle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'd recycle that. And so the waste piece really fits into what we're talking about here, consumerism. Yes. Uh, and what ends up in landfills, <laughs> what is never used, what is sold to us on television. Kids want all these different kinds of toys that keep their attention for six months, and then where does it go? Hopefully it goes to another child. Yeah. Often it doesn't. It gets broken, and off it goes in, in, into the trash. Yeah, I, so, uh, so we really are being invited as women that have a tremendous amount of power as consumers and, and political power as consumers yes. to start standing up and saying, I can no longer buy this. I can no longer buy any product that has palm oil in it. Right. Oh, Lord. And, and, you know, if you don't know what that's about, just go Google palm oil and see the images of the rape and pillage of, you know, forests and, and the orangutans. And the, and the orangutans. Oh, and it's so palm upsetting. Oil is in Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, you know, it's in Oreos. That, in, that episode of uh, Years of Living Dangerously with. Oh, God, what's the actor? Uh, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Yeah. I mean, I was literally crying and screaming at my TV when he was, mm -hmm. like, almost arrested for... Uh, oh, I, I know. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. And then, okay, so that's <laughs> one kind of consumerism. And then there is the energy consumer. Right, right. Which women are as well. Yeah. And... When you think about the rape that's going on in the boreal forest in Canada for tar sands, uh, uh, right. go Google that. Go. Just say t tar sands development, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, that's... It is brutal. It is criminal. Yeah, it's... It, uh, it... And, and, and there are corporations that we buy from, the Cokes being included, and other big corporations yeah. who are responsible for that. Now, in the 70s, 
I remember, and I was involved in uh, dolphin netted uh, or dolphin caught tuna. Yes, yes, yes. And and women boycotted buying tuna. Guess what? Yeah. It shifted. Yep, yep. We definitely. If you have millions of consumers that say, "I I do not want to be responsible on my watch on this planet for the rape and pillage." of the forests in Indonesia right. and the orangutans uh, and Malaysia and the fo- these beautiful forests in Canada yeah. so that more crude oil can go to America and yeah. China, yeah. who are the two biggest polluters in the first place. We should be going the other direction yeah. Yeah. and just say, I, I won't do it anymore. I don't buy... I rarely buy new clothes. I know. I go to I was, consignment. You were, you were so beautifully dressed, and you happily, and I do the same thing, stated that the, these are consignment clothes. And I thought, yeah. you go, no, no, girl. I, they were consignment clothes. Shoes are hard to find on consignment, yeah. Yeah. I admit. Yeah. However, boots, you can usually find boots. Yeah. Shoes are tough. I said, I don't buy consignment underwear. Yeah, no, 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 that's just not, that's not okay. No, that's not okay. But you can't, most of the furniture in my house is recycled from someplace. Yep. yep. I, I have a sofa and a love seat, which I'm looking at right now, that I have had for 40 years. Yep. And I've just recovered it, and it's in a sustainable produced Herring bone wool right now. Very classy, too. See, it's not like you have to use, you know, crappy canvas. I mean, there's so much beautiful stuff being made out there. Yeah. Right. um, It's amazing what people are. There are so many people doing and being innovative and creative and creating products that are thoughtful and sustainably made. Exactly. And cotton, cotton is another one. uh, Right now, Right now, there are major ads pushes on uh, into, in anticipation of the holidays for buying cotton clothes because they're very comfortable, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing said about you should be buying organic, organic cotton. Cotton is one of the most pesticide, herbicide-laden yeah, products. I, I think the statistic is, is like 25% of all the pesticides, <laughs> chemicals used in agriculture are on cotton. On cotton, and, yeah. And most now, there of that. Are some, there are some pioneers in Georgia yep. uh, who are starting to go another direction, and, and Georgia has taken, as a state, has taken some, some action. But, uh, you know, it's, that's another place where women could say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not buying anything that's not organic cotton, period. Yeah. And just stop. Yep. I, you know, it is so easy to stop shopping. It it's is actually so easy. a relief. And then I went on this binge a few years ago to just get rid of stuff. I had been mm-hmm. accumulating, you know, my ex-husband's stuff. Why do I have his stuff? Why do I have all this stuff from my grandmother? I mean, some of yeah. it is meaningful and I'm trying to find a home for it or it's going away. Yeah. And I give everything, you know, to Salvation Army or whatever. But it's yeah. so or nice. Take it back or yep. take it back. If it's in good condition, yep. take it to a consignment shop. Yes, exactly. You know, so you make a little bit of money, not a lot, but it can go to somebody yep. else. This is this is the classic, yep. you know, somebody's waste 
one or organism's waste yes. is another's food. Well, it's just, you know, it's like you know, my trash can be your trash. You <laughs> just you know, and so so I try to send as much as I can uh, when I do those purges mm-hmm. to to consignment and uh, yeah, and to give away and you know all the other other places uh, and reduce. You know, there's um there's a woman who has started something called trash on your back. <laughs> and, um, and I started thinking about this and, and what it is, is that what if you had to carry your own trash for a week oh. to the landfill on your back? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. Then you'd probably waste a whole lot less. <laughs> waste a whole lot less and you would buy differently. Yes, you would. You would buy differently. Like so, why? Why know, do like they have to wrap a zucchini in plastic, an organic zucchini for that matter? It's very disturbing to me. Yeah, it is. It is. And a lot of it has to be. So now we get into economy of scale. Yeah. And having to preserve things for great numbers of people for long periods of time and that's where some of the yeah. vacuum packaging and all this other stuff comes in uh, on in, in the food sector. Uh, that's a huge uh, topic. Oh, we're going to go there another another time, my friend, because that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a big exactly. one. Exactly. That's that's a huge topic. But yeah. we don't. We, women can say to cosmetics, yes, just stop buying these brands that you know they have an outer package, an outer layer. Uh, of cellophane, a box, inside the box, then they have something over, say it's perfume, and then they have something else that it fits in another little box, and then they have 10 different folders, little folders in there to tell you about other products and the one you just bought. And then they put it in a sack to take home as well with a little bow on it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Excuse me? Yeah, I know. It's overkill, and you know. It, it's totally overkill. So, uh, so, so, just to kind of conclude, conclude this is that consumerism really is the elephant in the room when we talk about loss of biodiversity, when we when we mm, talk about yeah. climate change, uh, water pollution, ocean uh, acidification, and uh, diminish diminishment of open space, etc. All this stuff has to be produced from somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Limited yeah. resources. So it really is one of the quintessential things that uh, elements of this whole climate change picture that we have to get a handle on. The other one elephant in the room is population. Oh, well. And population yeah. pushing into areas of uh, biodiversity and species uh, habitat for creating more farms that use more pesticides right. you feed that can everybody. accommodate more people, more cattle. That's a whole other subject. <laughs> the whole... You know, that, that, keeps, um, uh, that keeps pushing these habitats. Um, I, I, I um, was, was moderating, um, and so grateful to, seven environmental ministers from various places around the world at uh, the last uh, uh, International Union of Conservation of Nature, IUCN, Mm. their Congress. And I think it was three or four of them were from Africa countries, and they all agreed that their parks are virtual parks Mm. because of these problems, because of renegade loggers, 
uh, more population moving in, renegade miners, illegal miners. Uh, the same is happening in the Amazon with uh, renegade loggers and miners. Yeah, actually, and I just heard a really nice report from NPR this week about a woman who went down. We, you know what? We we got to go into um, this whole other topic. Let's do another. Let's do another uh, segment together because th- this is huge and nobody wants to talk about it. Population yeah. is such a like. Well, you're not going to tell me I can't. You know, produce yeah. so. Ooh, yeah. ooh, it's it's a hot one. Let's schedule another time to talk about that. In the meantime. I, I love what you're doing and, and this, this whole concept. The, the Green Diva's motto at the holidays is buy less, make more. And if you have to buy, please buy green and buy local. Exactly. Um, you know, exactly. that's what we try. We try. I, I, my kids are used to me making stuff now. and We all have fun doing it together. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And what I'm doing is I'm taking things off my shelf. For Christmas gifts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, now- instead of buying new things, because I have been a collector of Native arts and things mm. over the years, mm. and I can't take it with me. You know? Right. And, right. and why, you know, and, and people really appreciate those kinds of things, so yeah. I just shop in my house. Well, and, and I've certainly got enough stuff to do the same. Sadly, it's almost like an embarrassment, you know, of riches. Sometimes yeah. I think, you know, I, 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 and we do. We we all probably have too much stuff, and we can share. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. and so so we can, you know, we can we can shop in our in our own homes, and uh, uh, and then the other thing which which I like to do is gift cards to yes, yes. local markets, uh, organic markets. Everybody has gift gift cards now. Yep. So that is a good way for somebody else to choose, but but maybe hasn't thought about going to those markets or whatever, and then you expose them by giving them a gift card, and they go in and say, wow, this is pretty cool. Uh, I've never been here before. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant way to, to get some friends that, that might not otherwise walk through that door to see yeah. What can yeah. be, you know, Sally? Yeah. I could talk to you all day. I just I could had... talk to you all day. I so appreciate you taking the time to to speak with me. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm pretty passionate about these, you know, about these issues, and well, uh, happy thank... to talk anytime. Thank God, and we will talk again because we've got lots more to talk with you about. Thanks so much, Sally. You are welcome. The podcast you just listened to was a feature segment pulled right from the Green Divas radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Green Divas radio show. Listen to the latest Green Divas shows every day at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on GDGD Radio at gdgdradio.com or get the GDGD Radio app for free. Or access our huge catalog of podcasts on demand on your favorite podcast network, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and of course, along with all kinds of great posts about living a deeper shade of green on thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. Thank you.